Welcome to Food for Thought at Loaves and Fishes. My name is David Hott, the CEO of Loaves and Fishes, and I'm honored to spend time with you talking about things that matter in our community, specifically helping to feed the need. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Whatever time you're listening to this podcast, I want to wish you a phenomenal day. Have the honor and privilege to speak to Patty Iyer of Daily Bowl, who is a wonderful human. I tell him that every time I get an opportunity to tell the world, because this man does some work and his organization does work that we all should be proud of. And he's a very humble person. And I get to talk with Patty for the next half hour or so. So we do similar work and I'll just be quiet and ask Patty, hi, how are you doing today? Good day, everybody. It depends on which uh, time zone you're on. So it's a good day, everybody. My name is Patty Iyer. I'm the executive director of Daily Bowl. David is such a flatterer, honestly. He's such a flatterer. <laughs> he, 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 he just loves to lord me to the skies. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just another human being like everybody else, uh, trying to do what we can to uplift the community. So... Daily Bowl is a food recovery organization from Alameda County. And uh, as part of food recovery is, the way I would like to phrase it is, there's so much surplus food around and um, it, it just goes to waste. And we try to figure out how can we use the surplus edible food to help people out. So we recover food and uh, one of our most Valuable partners is Loaves and Fishes, spearheaded by David. Um, I actually prefer to call him Young Sir David. So if you all could do me the favor by always referring to him as Young Sir David, you will make everybody's day. Okay. Yeah, and as I'm turning red, and, and this is this is why, those that are listening, this is why I always announce Patty in the way that I do, because he always throws that in there. So it kind of gives you a sense of how our conversations go, and they're always good. super pleasant. So sorry, Patty, I had to throw that in there. So the thing is, um, while you know we laugh and we joke and we uh, pat each other on the back and everything, the reason why we pat each other on the back is because there is such a synergy of our operations. Um, we do not do direct food distribution to people. Loaves and fishes have kitchens. They cook and they feed people, which is they're doing humans work down in Santa Clara County and beyond. So when we recover surplus food, we try to look for partners who we can work with. And everything that we do is partnerships and collaborations. And uh, we look for partners who we can work with, who, who can use the stuff that we recover and put it to good use. Now, when we talk about partnerships and collaborations, and, and David, I'm just going to take the liberty of mentioning certain things. Is, Please! You, you see... Loaves and Fishes was concentrated, let's say, on the peninsula or, you know, Santa Clara County and San Jose uh, and San Mateo County, a little bit into San Francisco County. But they are vision of something on the east side of the bay, like, say, the Alameda County or even the Contra Costa County was slightly limited. But our partnerships just enabled us to connect organizations across the other counties with loaves and fishes. So now what happens is when, let's say, the agency up in Contra Costa County says, I have a lot of X, 
I call up Lowe's Fishes down in Santa Clara County and say, do you need X or do you need a portion of X? Now, there's an equitable distribution of everything that's flowing across the Bay Area, supporting everybody within the Bay Area. That's something which we are proud of. And that's what we will continue to do. Yeah. And and I tell you what, I as Patty mentions, the effort to collaborate, you know, that's one thing that I love about our relationship, Patty, is that, you know, we let the pride go because our focus is to feed people. We let the pride go because our focus is to keep the food out of the ground. It's excess food that we can help to support the communities that we serve. And there isn't pride about it. Like, so what if you get it or I don't or we share. So when we have an excess, we call you. When you have an excess, we, you call us. We have relationships with our teams that I stay out of the way. Like, like you know what needs to happen. They know what needs to happen. And what we're getting to do is help to serve the communities that we both serve throughout the Bay Area. That's right. And so collaboration is so very important and something that I think is a big opportunity, you know, the entire Bay Area and then also into the rest of California and then also into the United States. The overall. Because, yeah, yeah I, think it's, we, I think we set a trend and I think we set an example and I'm very proud of that. And I'm not tooting our horn. No. I'm just saying I'm proud of our relationships. So how do you – when I'm sorry, Patty, go ahead. David, you know, people should also realize that nonprofits, by its very definition, is a nonprofit, right? <laughs> yeah. It is not a capitalistic frame of reference. I would more term it as a socialistic frame of rest, uh, reference where you help everybody out wherever you can without looking at it as a focus of domination. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I made sense. I think I had just way, I had way too much coffee since the morning. It's only eleven <laughs> fifteen in the morning. <laughs> so as as those that get to know Patty who don't already know Patty, Patty is out in the field first thing in the morning, helping do the work with the team, coordinating the activity, meeting with people directly. Uh, talking to different organizations to make sure that the good stuff that he's gifted with is spread out and shared with those that can use it. He sets an example for me, and he sets an example in the space for how to appropriately communicate, hey, I have this, would you like it? Hey, we have this, would you like it? Right? And he's really good at connecting relationships. So would you say, Patty, that your day, if you, if you were to pick your day-to-day routine, your day-to-day -day activity, what do you think it is that you would spend the vast majority of your time doing? Well, actually, you know, most of my time, really, you would classify our operational time as warehouse hours. So it's, say, 6 in the morning. We kind of start at 6, 6.30 in the morning when we start fielding calls from donors and everything. But that sets the trend for the day is how do we facilitate the donations that we receive from our donors to benefit everybody, right? So there are certain times we could just look at a donation and say, you know what, this could benefit maybe a small section within Alameda County, Southern Alameda County, or it could, could, could benefit Santa Clara County or Contra Costa County or something like that. So time really, when we start getting is we try to map out the wants 
and the haves and how best we can channel the wants and the haves because food waste is if i'm going to be saving somebody else with uh, the, the the donor with a reduction in, in edible food waste it's, it'll be foolish on my part to ensure that i'm i'm supporting food waste downstream if i can't ensure equitable distribution yeah so bulk of my time is spent trying to figure out forging relationships if i find something that you know low efficiency is we can't use it then okay who who can use it try to build up relationships try to build up a collaborations um network with people meetings and walk my dog <laughs> right on <laughs> and i tell you what um those that that don't know patty he takes vacation however he's still working to find homes for things that are brought to his attention that are available so you know as it relates to both he and i we need balance and however there's food to be shared so yeah i think you know i i do this work because i get to do this work is how i look at it and i know we both share that value is that we get to gift things we receive to those that may not otherwise be able to find those resources that's right and and i love that we get to do that so i i know that you know there's a lot of activity you just mentioned committees and and relationships and boy if you don't know patty take patty to a cup of coffee and he'll he'll tell you his story and it's wonderful and i've been able to do that and you know i encourage you to reach out to the executive director of daily bowl i'm sure he'd love to talk to you point in what i'm saying is when you think about those collaborative relationships i know there's all these activities that are going on we have committees that you and i both sit on um we have uh networks that you and i participate in is there something that you want to share with the listeners that's fairly new to the space that you're involved in yeah i would definitely love to be, uh, actually i really should and i must uh, because then i won't be doing uh my job really you see if it weren't for the model of a food bank organizations like ours may not have had the justification for existence um the food bank has done a great great role of defining and supporting and trying to eradicate hunger but you know they are limited by their reach and their their approach whereas organizations like ours we are pretty nimble we see what is happening on the ground and so we try to support the community in ways that you know the food bank kind of may not be in a position to support so we are all i would like to classify our organizations as food recovery organizations food recovery and food distribution organizations and there are so many small and medium scale operations like ours across the state who don't have visibility um because people think of when they just think of a feeding food they, they immediately think of a food bank and that's great but what about supporting organizations like ours who are actually doing human's work on the ground so we formed a collective actually i think the better term would be a coalition of food recovery organizations within the state of california where our mission really it's 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 more of an advocacy organization our mission is to educate the people about value added benefits that food recovery organizations like ours bring to the community we educate the legislature 
at the legislative body for supporting organizations like ours because we are doing work on the ground. Because let's say, to give you the hypothetical example, a food bank may not necessarily cook and serve people, but loaves and fishes does, right? Now, are they getting the support from the, the legislator? Does the legislative body know the existence of an organization called Loaves and Fishes? Or you could take uh, extra food from a Marin County or you know, White Pony Express from a Contra Costa County. Their organizations are doing similar things. And, you know, we need a voice and we just want our job is just to go out and educate people, tell them organizations like ours exist don't support us during the month of November and December because everybody in the world supports during the month of November and December. But between January to, to, to October, there is no support system in place. People need help. And talk to us. We will show you how we can do that. So we formed this organization called California Food Recovery Coalition. I think I got it right. Yes, you I did. Yeah, I did. Us. Yes, I did. <laughs> California Food Recovery Coalition, which is um, a coalition of like-minded organizations coming across to provide advocacy, to provide uh, training materials for individual food recovery organizations to share experiences of best practices and don't do certain things that Paddy's doing because he's dumb. But do don't ever say that, that about David my friend Paddy. He's smart, don't ever right? say that about my friend Paddy. He's not dumb. So, <laughs> Sorry, Paddy. So, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The wheel has already been done. Amen. You know, all you have to do is just, all you have to do is just maybe fill some air in the wheel or things like that, you know, and we all learn from each other. And we make the entire ecosystem better and we make the state a better place. And, you know, that's so true, Patty. And my experience and exposure to the coalition has been wonderful because it's just been so different than the, the other energies that we have going on elsewhere. Because there's a lot of activity in this space. Everybody's trying to figure out how, you know, tier two is coming and how are we going to manage that tier two portion of SB 1383? And how are we going to glean from that available food that may be wasted if we don't do it mm -hmm. appropriately and correctly. And, and another point to what you said is that, yeah, we're all talking about best practices. We have individuals from different organizations on a call talking about what people sometimes don't share with each other. Yeah. And because we're afraid of not getting the funding that somebody else may be writing a grant for, not we, you know, this space, yeah. We're, yeah. we're concerned about there only being so many dollars that yeah. funders will help to support. It doesn't mean we don't have wonderful, 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 wonderful partners. It's just there's a different space. And the legislators, some are not aware of what is food recovery? Mm -hmm. What do you mean 20 to 30% of food is wasted and becomes methane and goes methane. into the landfill? Yeah. What do you mean one in four people in, in the area are food insecure? What do you mean? I, I didn't know that. So to Patty's point, we're trying to educate so that we can get champions to talk about, hey, let's get a line item in a budget instead of a one-time funding source. Yeah. So anyway, that was my going off on a tangent, Patty. We all want to do this good work. We don't want to be the big bullies on the block. No. We want to share. It takes a village, right? And I think for for Daily Bowl and Patty at the helm, the lead, he he definitely brings people to the table to have conversations. And yeah. we've really had a, a huge success in doing that. Patty, what do you say to that? You know, it's bringing passion. Yeah. And the wherewithal to help 
the community who cannot be helped. You know, if we can do it, let's do it or try to do it, right? So for the benefit of the listeners, you know, you threw out a couple of terms like the SP1383s and, uh, you know, food recovery and stuff like that. Let me just kind of paint a picture for your viewers. What is food recovery? What is food recovery? Now, as a consumer, you walk into a restaurant, you know, you 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 order your rice and you order your your soup and you order your vegetables and everything. You eat only a little bit and you pack the rest home. But if you don't pack the rest home, that's, you know, you're just leaving it on the table, right? Now, that is food waste, but that is just a fraction really of what it is, right? People don't realize behind the scenes, the restaurant they order from, let's say, distributors or they order from a farmer's market or they order from a, the, the, the produce market. Upstream, there's a lot of you know wastage in terms of a slight blemish in produce or maybe there's a discoloration in the tomato or the potato might have sprouted. You know, out of a 50-pound sack of potatoes, one potato might have sprouted. That, by definition, is not acceptable to a, an, an establishment, but a soup kitchen like loaves and fishes can use it, right? So that to us is a definition of a food waste. Surplus could also be the warehouse orders, let's say, 10 pallets of pastas, but the restaurant says, you know what, man, we made a mistake. We only needed two pallets. Now they have eight pallets of pasta remaining. That's surplus. So we recover that in, in the soup kitchens and the food pantries can use it. Same thing when you go to the grocery store, you look at the, the tomato and it's not round, it's not, it's, it's, it's not good, you know, and you're so exposed is subliminally exposed to the fact that a tomato has to be round, firm, and it's a little squishy. Oops, I don't want to touch it. Now, this poor tomato is languishing on the shelf, right? So imagine 50 pounds of tomatoes like that languishing in the warehouse. And that's food waste. That's what we do, right? If all these food goes into compost or into the waste bin, it contributes to greenhouse gas emissions, and that's where the state of California set up a landmark legislation saying, if you can prevent that perfectly edible food from going into landfill and instead devote it, divert it to nonprofits, we reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And hence the legislation SB 1383 was passed. Am I correct, David? Yeah, well, well presented, Patty. That's perfect. And, and the cool thing about the law is, Again, California sets a trend. You know, yeah. we, we set a trend and it's being used as an example throughout the United States. The challenge is that we've got this wonderful legislation and we've, we've created this requirement of business. We just haven't talked about how to help to support the activities of the food recovery organizations through funding. And the law has two tiers, a tier one and a tier two. And if you have any questions about what you're listening to, please reach out to myself. You can reach out to Patty. However, the law was set up and they say that phrase, the cart before the horse. We have this law that's a requirement. We just didn't think about how we're going to pay for it. <laughs> yep. and, so, and so now we're going back and trying to figure out, we being the entire community of food recovery organizations, CalRecycle itself, um, and I won't speak on behalf of any organization other than Loaves and Fishes and the David Hot, a la carte food recovery has to figure out a way to 
sustain the activity that it gets to do to help feed people. We reduce GHG contribution to the ozone. We also help to support the effort in reducing food insecurity, right? Which in turn helps health outcomes, which in turn keeps people out of the emergency room, which in turn, if a person is fed, they behave differently. We all know what hangry means. I don't eat, I get a little grumpy, right? So what does that mean to this space? It means everything. That's the reason why we need to look at this a bit differently than we have been in the past. And that, I think, is what's so wonderful about these collaborative relationships that Patty was discussing and this coalition that's begun, this new, you know, I, I call it, we're going from advocacy to activism in yeah. my world. We yeah. need to activate calls to action about, yes, get involved, get to know what's happening out in the world. And sometimes, please, either volunteer or write a check, right? It would be helpful, volunteer or write a check, or help us with the message of making sure that our legislators understand the law itself. So, Patty, I, I went off on a tangent, and I apologize again. Back to you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> you, you know, you did bring about very, very good salient points. Is the Legislation is very well intended. It is very meaningful, and actually, it is sorely needed. And uh, state of California really set the benchmark with that kind of a legislation. Um, the state of actually, the state of California, for all its ills and for all its surpluses, you know, for all its ills and uh, well-being, you know, does set the framework across the nation in terms of healthy living. Okay, maybe a costly healthy living, but you know what? Let's ignore that phrase for now. Um, but organizations like ours started working and trying to implement the practices of SB 1383 requirements. We realized, wait a minute, if I'm going to be driving from point A to point B, I need somebody to pay for my gas. Who's going to do that? If I'm going to be having a driver, who's going to pay for the pay for the driver? You know, we we're trying to help the state out. We're trying to help everybody out. So we, we started looking and, and that's where, as David said, you know, the, the coalitions came together, you know, the various committees and the networks came together, was trying to figure out how effectively to fund such programs. And have we crossed that bridge? You know, we have approached the foot of the bridge of funding. We have to cross that bridge. It's, it's going to take some time. There'll be some potholes and there'll be some lane lane marker changes and everything. But that's where the coalition comes in is to advocate the necessity for organizations like a food recovery organizations to coexist along with food banks uh, because there is a lot of support system between the food bank and organizations like ours. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, Absolutely. It's both of them cannot exist independent of each other. There's a lot of dependency going on, right? We, the food recovery organizations does stuff that the food bank may not do. Food bank does a lot of stuff that organizations like ours can't do, you know. And it's spreading the uh, the message of the coalition across and you know, advocating and telling the legislator, look, when you do the budget things, you know, you have to provide a budget line item for food recovery, what is food recovery? And I just explained it to you a few few minutes ago. It's like, you know, you're seeing all these surplus food going to waste, you know. It has to be put to use. And the process of putting those surplus food to use is food recovery and distribution. And somebody's got to pay for the gas. Somebody's got to pay for the payroll. 
and somebody's got to pay for the Zoom call. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> and I think, you know, and I want to also echo, we are so grateful to our local uh, food bank. You know, they provide many of the ingredients that we are able to fortunately put into our meals, prepare our meals in our commercial kitchens, and then take those meals out to the community. We also recover ingredients and put those into the meals. So now, Food banks are also challenged with funding as well. So I don't want to frame this as though the big bad wolf is the food bank. Actually, the food bank is how we became a thing, right? And we're so grateful to the food banks. I think for us, though, like you mentioned earlier, when somebody talks about food recovery or they talk about uh, food insecurity, they automatically think about, well, there's a food bank. They can help out. Well, yes, they do help out. However, the day-to-day operation of food recovery happens within the food recovery organizations. Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that are driving the vehicles. They're the ones that are going to each and every individual location. Now, food banks can go to farmers and pick up tractor trailers full of food recovery, and they do, and they have great relationships, and they're supported by the USDA, and there's Feeding America that helps to support that unique grouping of of organizations that help to fund the food bank activities. Food recovery organizations, we're on our own. Yep. We're on our own. We have to figure out creative ways to find funding to do similar activity. And So my hope with these conversations that we've been having, Patty, and the conversations that we have with with all of our committees that we're involved on is to is to is to raise up, raise up in voice, raise up in action the fact to our legislators that, hey, we need your help. We exist. Yes, we exist. We want to do the good work. We want to keep the food out of the landfill. Help us, please, right? And it mm-hmm. seems like we are so blessed, you and I, to be part of these these really wonderful conversations. Yeah. So wouldn't you agree? I do. When we started, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> we had no idea. I'm just driving my little SUV around doing some things and, you know, being a utopian hippie, if I will. I mean, hippies by, by, hippies by definition are utopian, so it could be a little redundant, but anyway. so Well, um, I'm a hippie with short hair, Patty. You know that. So, <laughs> so, but, you know, as we started working and we started realizing, you know, you can't do it by yourself. You just can't do it by yourself. You need You need help, you know. You need help. And by the same token, you also give help. And, you know, I, I love that we get to, again, talk about such an important subject and we get to bring to the public and I say out to the ether a conversation that has been something that you and I have had and other organizations have had individually for some time. I think the shift and the, the, the energy behind what I'd love to accomplish as we have these podcast discussions is to get your attention to, to maybe I poke at a bear, maybe, maybe I hit a beehive, maybe I send a big, huge hug and, and good juju your way. You know, it all goes back to love, right? For me, everything's about loving the earth, loving mother earth, loving people, loving the planet, loving how we get together to come to a, a solution 
my hope is, is that we charge up a conversation. And so, you know, with that spirit in mind, Patty, how could people help you and your organization continue to sustain and do the work that you're doing every single day? What could we do to help you, Patty? I'm going to hark back to what you said a few minutes ago, uh, volunteers and checks. Yeah, yeah. Volunteer to write a check and volunteer. Yeah, that could help too. <laughs> and be an evangelist. Be an evangelist for food recovery organizations like ours. Hey, you know, okay, that just doesn't mean that you walk into a restaurant and you see half a bowl of uh, the uneaten soup and just call Patty or call David. You know, that's a no-no because the health court, the health department will come screaming on a backside. But, you know, volunteer with your local places of worship or something, you know, all state of California is blessed to have home gardens with amounts of fruits and vegetables and everything, you know, harvest it and give it to your local food pantries or to churches and stuff like that. Write us a check. Our organization is dailybowl.org. Uh, you can send me an email, paddy at dailybowl.org, P-A-D-D-Y. Or heck, my phone number is 510-599-6467. Just call me anytime. We will help out. And that's awesome. And, I, and he means it. You call him. Mm -hmm. He'll give you ideas of how you can get involved. And, and I think that to me is the beautiful thing about the collaborative relationships that we're building. The coalition, I think we're on a wave and I want to ride that wave. I'm a surfer from the beautiful state of California and I've been surfing since I was old enough to swim, um, paddle out and ride it back in. And we're riding a wave of food recovery. And I think that for me, and for us, it's important that we talk in a, a manner at which gets attention of those that want to become yeah. involved. So we're going into the months of, you know, holidays and we're talking about the abundance and, you know, and if, if you know, we're going into these times, we may have come out of those abundant times. I think what you said about talking to people and communicating that this is out there, yeah. you may not know the pantry that's in your neighborhood. You may not know the food recovery organization that supports this effort. My call to action is go find them, go volunteer. Because before I came to the space, yep. I was not fully aware of how much need there is. And to Patty's point, we could all use your support, right? We could all use your support, whether it be volunteering or just having a conversation with somebody about this most necessary uh, work that we all are involved in. That is true. And, you know, with the, um, the advent of, I wouldn't say advent, but the, the abundance of information available either on social media or through your phones or whatever, be involved in your local civic affairs and the human relations aspects or anything. That's where you learn what's happening in your neighborhood. Okay, you might be living in an affluent neighborhood, you might be living in a rundown neighborhood, or you might be living in a mixed-use neighborhood or everything. Get involved in day-to-day -day civic activities. Absolutely. And that will open up your mind and your eyes to helping our organizations like ours and other organizations that can that will need help. And you know what? You'll be the better off person than, than what you are right now. Yeah, it does. It brings such joy to see the look in someone's eyes when you've shared something that's been provided to you. Like I know for me, the reason why, it, what really got my attention is that a serving site and an a la carte food recovery truck parked handing meals that would otherwise go into the landfill to those 
who were very pleased to receive these wonderful meals, right? That, that, that energy between two humans is why I stay and I'm involved along with the fact I'm a hippie with short hair. I can't help myself. Um, I, you know, I'm a Bay area brat who wants to see the world become a better place. And it just so happens that you and I get to do similar work. And I'm so grateful for that, Patty. I'm so grateful for that. Man, you are a hippie with short hair. I'm a balding hippie. How about that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, what would you, if, if you were to say there was a message that you would like to share with the audience uh, about, mm-hmm. you know, what would it be? What, how would you want people to remember you and, and what you do? Can you tell us? Remembering me will be like and the epitaph, and, and we don't need an epitaph right now uh, because I still have work. To, I still have work to do. Okay, uh, but, you know, remember the mission would be a better term. Remember the value that organizations like ours bring to the table, bring to the community. Um, what I would like your listeners to do is open up your eyes to the ills of the society around you. Don't, don't just ignore it, okay? Don't just say, you know, it's not my job. Somebody else down the street can handle it or something. Sure, try to find out who that somebody else can do it, right? And that's where it'll bring, 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 fat, uh, bring forth the existence of organizations to the ground. A very key thing is you might not know your own neighbor is food insecure, you might not know your your own neighbor is financially insecure. So you know what? Talk to your neighbors. You know, there's nothing wrong with talking to your neighbors. Just, hey, how you doing? And things like that. And encourage conversations. Build up the community. And of course, write us a check. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Patty, I want to, I know that we both have busy lives and busy schedules and we're going to be having busy conversations, but you know, I, I really appreciate you being willing to come and join us in this conversation. And, you know, we're going to continue to do the work that we get to do, Patty. And, and I'm really honored. Yeah. I'm honored that I can call yeah. you a friend and I'm, I'm grateful that you're able to spend some time with us today. And I get the pleasure of calling you young Sir David. <laughs> Well, to the listeners out there, I just want to thank you for choosing us uh, for this small moment in time. Uh, my hope is that the call of call to action is that you just get involved. You know, it, it yeah. takes a village. Let's get together and figure out a way that we can keep the momentum going. And I thank you all for taking the time to just listen to another conversation with Food for Thought at Loaves and Fishes. Take good care, and I wish everybody a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. I appreciate your time and consideration with all the podcasts that are out there in the ether. I thank you for choosing this one. Remember that if you'd like to be part of the conversation, please contact me directly at david at loavesfishes.org. Together, we can accomplish many things. And I hope the conversation that you heard today will help to influence you to be part of said conversation. Take good care. And until next time, be blessed.